Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy. Industry's hard enough as it is. We really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse. And we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Hawksaw. God, I love Hawksaw. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All-American Rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you? Best I have ever been. Bradley, my life is like a real live version of the amazing race. Uh, I have now been up for probably 45 minutes before we did this podcast. The reason is... I drove down here yesterday afternoon, got here about eight o'clock last night and forgot to set my alarm this morning. And when I woke up right now, time on deck is nine nineteen. When I woke up, it was like eight fifteen, eight twenty this morning. And, uh, obviously I needed that sleep because I, I usually get up as early as four 30 AM and as late as six 15 AM without an alarm. Don't need an alarm. This yeah. morning I woke up and it was eight fifteen, mm. and uh, man, I have been going for probably. And you can, Brad, if anybody can empathize with me, it's you. I can. Uh, for the past month, I've been going, burning the candles at both ends, traveling, going places, a lot of stuff going on at the agency, a lot of stuff going on at my house, and uh, it just feels like I'm in an episode of The Amazing Race. So yeah. here we are. So today. when I got the text from you, it said you were 15 minutes away. You had just rolled out. I mean, were you still in bed? No, no, no. I, I, I was, I jumped up and ran, jumped in the shower, got my clothes on, grabbed all my stuff. And here we are. I hear you. Well, so, you know, last time we recorded, you beat me to the office both days. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that got me caught up, but guys, we've got a very special podcast for you today. We got an email from a dear friend of mine. 
I guess about a week, week and a half ago, he's like, hey, guys, listen, I was just in Utah with Scott for a little while. You need to have this person on your podcast. She's gonna she's gonna really help these insurance agents. So I typically let Bradley handle all that as it relates to booking guests and those types of things. But I'm certainly excited to have her on the show today. And I want to give her the introduction that she's always deserved. She is originally from Holbrook, New York, and she currently resides in Ocean Township, New Jersey. She is the mother of two beautiful daughters, Capri, age seven, and Sienna, age five. Girls, let me tell you something. Uh, you're not going to care anything about listening to this podcast, but this podcast is going to live in perpetuity. And so when you girls get a little bit older, I hope you'll listen to this podcast, and you should be very, very proud of your mother. And I need you girls to do me a favor and go up and hug her neck and tell her, how proud of her that you are and how much you love her. And that'll mean more to her than anything else you could possibly do. But she has accomplished a lot in her life and you should be very proud of that. You know, she is an accomplished insurance professional with a career spanning nearly two decades in the industry as the executive director of the private risk management association, Prima, she brings a wealth of experience in helping independent agents and insurance professionals enhance their sales and service skills. Before joining PRMA in 2022, she made a significant impact during her tenure of nearly 18 years with AIG Private Client Group. There, she spearheaded the development and implementation of the industry-leading high net worth sales school known as PCG University. Her innovative strategies and unwavering commitment to excellence, mm, I love that, propelled the success of countless agents and contributed to the industry's advancements in serving the affluent clientele market. In her current role, she serves as a catalyst, igniting a movement of 4,500 educated risk management professionals who are dedicated to safeguarding the interests of successful individuals and families. With a focus on education and collaboration, she strives to provide PRMA members and stakeholders with unparalleled resources and support, fostering their professional growth and enabling them to deliver exceptional protection and peace of mind. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first-time guest on the IGP, Miss Diane Delaney. How are you, Diane? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here today. I told you right before we got on this podcast, I'm very emotional lately. I don't know why, but <laughs> I am. I apologize. Anything, anything that you say could start me ball, uh, is, uh, is, ugly crying today. So just be careful. Is your wife using that to hurt advantage at all? I, I, uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like but, she's like like you're mad at her, and then she says something that she knows going to make you cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Diane, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Before we do, I want to say this. I'm not going. I'm trying not to cry. Well, the 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 way we got in touch with each other was through a dear friend of mine, Spencer. Holden Spencer is a very, very special person. I'm not going to get into that. I'll get into that later with him. But I want to thank him for introducing us to you. 
I think that uh, he obviously knew that you, you know, our mission on this podcast never wavers, it never changes. Our mission is to help insurance agents all over America. And if I can help one insurance agent or Bradley can help one insurance agent to live the life that we know they deserve to live and to have the type of book of business that gives them the freedom to do the things that they should be able to do with their life, then with this podcast has succeeded, right? That's, that's the whole mission. So, so tell me today, before we get started on helping these agents, go back in my DeLorean for just a minute and tell us how you got into the industry and just kind of bring us up to today. I might ruin my credentials a little bit, but just trust me on how I got here. When I joined AIG right out of college, I was doing a lot of professional development training, helping people with presentation skills. And there was a division, private client group that had asked if I would be willing to come over and help build a school to train agents known as PCG University, which you just mentioned in my bio. And the way it was presented to me was, you'll you'll help producers in this industry. Now, being in my early 20s and hearing the word producers, I'm not really thinking about people who sell insurance. If someone said to you, producer. Movie producers or something. Absolutely. And I thought, well, private client group, they're probably working with producers. Maybe they want me to train them how to present on the set. Like, I'm in. I didn't ask any questions. You know, March 17th, 2008, they bring me out to my first meeting in Chicago, I'm like this is great. Like St. Patty's Day, they're dying the river green. Maybe they're producing something down by the river. No, I go to an office and there's Marshes and Aeons and Willis sitting in the room. And I learn that these producers are in charge of selling and servicing high net worth clients. Um, so I had this task in front of me to build up a school on what? I don't know because I don't even know what they're doing. But my boss at the time said, you know, don't worry, we're giving you Uncle Bob. Who's Uncle Bob? It turns out, Bob is truly the uncle of a product manager that worked at the company. And they said, look, Bob is retired. He's living happily in his golf community, but he's got an amazing reputation in sales. He worked at AT&T. He trained 7,000 sales reps and you two will come together and figure this out. So I met Uncle Bob and we decided, okay, well, if we're going to train people in this industry, let's train them on the product that we sell. Now, neither of us know about the product, but we knew the right people to go to. But imagine taking insurance people for an entire week, Monday through Friday, bringing them to a single office and delivering 35 PowerPoint presentations throughout the week. Like, how was that going? Mm. It wasn't. But funny enough, Bob said, he, you know, we taught sales for years and sales is sales. Like, and he, he said, give me a day of the program. Let me just work with these guys on a sales process. And he did. And this is what the industry said they needed. Like we we can learn the product, but what we need to learn is sales. So Bob and I, we we put the program on halt and we both traveled the country. He covered the South because you know we were talking before we were recording about the Northeast. So they gave me the Northeast agencies. And we would go out and I would just talk to those that were producing and servicing. And I would ask them, like, what what type of training did you get to do your job? Like, and what do you think most of them said? None. Nothing. Trial None. by fire. Right. Or a lot of them, I mean, coming out of middle market companies, which are fantastic companies for the mass market, but now we're playing in the high net worth. There was no kind of transition of, okay, well, now we're not talking to middle market. We're talking to someone of wealth. Let's change our process. But the best part of all of this is about six months in when Bob really learned the product, he he calls me up one day and he says, you know, 
I'm kind of annoyed. I said, I'm, I'm living in a golf community. My neighbors, Usher. I want to meet this Bob guy, by the way. <laughs> I can introduce you. I, yeah, I got, I got some help. Uh, he also, you know, Whitney Houston was living in the same development. He sits on a board of his golf community. His, you know, he's worked his whole career, built trust funds for his grandchildren. And he told me that he was insured with a middle market company and he was upset. And he said, you know, I'm learning about what we're doing here at a high net worth company. And I realized I don't even know if I have this umbrella policy in place to protect me in my whole life. Like it could take a matter of minutes of someone on my property taking everything that I've worked so hard to build. He said, there is one person in the world that could protect me from that. It's, it's not just my wealth advisor, but when I don't have the right insurance products in place and they will go after everything I've worked so hard to build, I have a problem with that. And that's the people we should be training. So it was a great thing where it was kind of a happy accident where I got to work with a high net worth client himself who didn't know what he didn't know about insurance. And we revamped his sales program. Him and I would travel the country for years delivering the sales school until he really decided to retire. I took that over, but you know, I really got I got to learn from thousands of producers and service advisors about what works, what doesn't work. You know, I, I've learned how to communicate over the years, and I've just taken that with me to this new role at PRMA. So really looking to build upon kind of the years of experience I've had with Uncle Bob and, and putting that in place here. So let me stop you right there because I'm intrigued by the fact that you've mentioned numerous occasions just in this very short five-minute time span what you deemed as i believe the pcg university is that is that kind of what, what where the this knowledge this uh this training took place is that right correct yeah so that's the training that i ran for years mm -hmm. and so and so where is that today if scott wants to you know go to wherever to to go through the air quotes pcg university which sounds like some damn good training is that gone into the computer filing cabinet and everybody's just kind of shelved that or is it still available? Uh, still available, but it's evolving, you know, because I've, I've left the company and I'm looking to build a sales component here at PRMA. Um, but also, you know, the way we were, we were teaching sales in the nine hour space five years ago looks much different today. Right. We were selling, you know, how to sell in Florida and California left and right. And we don't want to do that anymore. So now it's more about selling in a hard market. <laughs> You can also come here at PRMA. That's really what we're looking is, is to build out our sales arm of not just giving you the product and what's happening in the space, but how are we teaching you to sell in these new times? Which brings us to our latest announcement, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to announce today the white labeling of the sales training <laughs> known as the Insurance Guys Podcast PRMA Hard Market Sales Training available for the low, low price of $4.99 monthly. I'm, te I'm, teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing with everybody right now. You said something earlier that that kind of intrigued me. So something I'm constantly thinking about, and and for those of you listening that have heard me speak, I'll, I talk about this almost in every presentation I give, which is the perpetuation of this industry as it relates to getting young people interested in the insurance industry. Our average age at our agency is is 28 and, and and we have some folks in their in their late 40s early 50s so we're we're hiring younger folks that's i think one of our strategic advantages from a recruiting standpoint especially here in this local market is is we we are able to attract 
talent right out of high school and college. And do you think that you said you you mentioned the word producer being confusing? And yeah. I've often thought that as well. And then and then also what's funny is so I was poking around on the Alabama Big Eyes uh, hiring board this weekend, uh -huh. which I didn't even know existed until this weekend. I, I didn't know it and, until about four uh, now seven seconds ago. <laughs> and and there was a, a a job in there uh, for a marketer, and which I I I knew the the that's another word the insurance industry I think. Oh my gosh! Don't get me started. Is, it, it, when I hear the word marketer coming from business world, I'm thinking somebody that's that's doing you know social media strategy and media buying and and content creation and things like that. But in the insurance industry, it means a whole different thing of of hey, you're you're taking the quotes and sending it to the market. And the first time I interviewed somebody, which was about a year and a half ago, that had that title at a bigger agency here in town, I was like, wait, wait, you you do what now? Right. And, but, and by but, the way, I had to get clarity because in the '90s. And early 2000s, Bradley's a thousand percent right. Even up until today, when you hear the term marketing and insurance, that road is is a crossroads that goes either way. It could be yeah. a progressive agency that has literally hired someone to do the social media and marketing for them. Call it a marketing position. There's the left road. Or it could still be the old definition that Bradley just gave of the person where the producer brings back the information and they go out and market the risk to the industry. So we still today have two different definitions yeah. for the same term. And I, and I and, and so my point is, do you think? And we try to stay away, and we've done we've done this because I think when you're hiring, when you're when you're going after someone who is experienced i think you want to use the industry jargon so they'll know what you're talking about but do you think some of our jargon like using the word producer as opposed to sales agent or something like that do you think that sort of hurts us at scale because these young people don't know what the hell a producer does i think it hurts us in so many different areas because yeah it's exactly what you just said like so we use this insurance jargon thinking they're going to come in and they're clear about their role Right. And I do believe we have a lot of turnover in this industry because people don't realize the roles they're actually going into. And I, I have these conversations regularly with you know, insurance principals of what is it that you really want? Do you want someone in sales? Do you want one in servicing? Do you want someone in marketing? And I'm finding that as an industry, we're trying to merge some of these roles because we can't find the talent. But when you're taking a true salesperson and trying to have them do everything else in addition to their sales, it, it kind of... It, it really impacts what they're able to accomplish. And I mean, even think about a client, like who are you to the client? And they say, I'm your producer. And the person's saying, okay, cool. Well, that, 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 even mean? That, that right. sounds the word producer. If I'm putting my, my 22, 23, 24 year old inexperienced hat on the word producer sounds like a boring as hell job. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I think that's actually one area where some of the captive companies have beat us is giving some of those roles more sexy titles that attract people to them rather than the independent side of the industry. Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees? 
termination payments, buyback provisions. It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect Insurance. Join the AC, the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50 plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator and you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys and you get six months, that's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, www.acfree.org and let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. Hey, hey, Diane, I, I'm going to say something. That's, I hope this is being recorded. Which camera am I supposed to look at? That one. I hope this is being recorded. And this goes off topic just a hair, but I need you and Bradley to hear this. As we're talking through these uh, these names, these obscure names that to the general public means one thing, but to the insurance industry, specifically independent agents, means another, I with Daniel song and Ciara have come up with this, uh, idea to start running commercials for the local, your local independent insurance agent. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was on a podcast with Carrie Wallace and her daughter, and the podcast is called insurance refocus. They had me on for Memorial day and we start talking because they were interested in learning more about what we're doing. In fact, I've got the t-shirt on right now, which will be available to buy here very shortly. And a few days later, I'm out in an event in Utah with my friend, Bill Butler. I get home, Bill calls and leaves me about a three minute voicemail. And I finally get to where I can listen to it. And he says, Hey man, I just heard you on the insurance refocus podcast with Carrie Wallace. I got to tell you something, man. I got to tell you something. I'm passing this along to everybody listening to this right now. Kind of goes with what we're talking about. He said, where, where, the, where the train ran off the tracks relative to the public, Joe Consumer knowing what a local independent insurance agent was is sometime 
in the late 90s, the big eye made the decision that they were going to start marketing and advertising the term trusted choice with the Eagle logo. Now, let's back up for just a minute, and you guys, please feel free to Google this. In the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, the the term local independent insurance agent dominated uh, magazines, better homes and gardens, things like that. You can find all kinds of advertisements for that. Where the train ran off the tracks is in the late 90s, somebody somewhere put their foot down from a marketing perspective and said, you know what, instead of advertising that, we're going to start advertising the term trusted choice with the eagle. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody Nobody knows what it is now. So that's where we are, and it goes right in line with what we're talking about right now. Where we lost is we went from advertising the local independent insurance agent to this obscure term that could mean just about anything trusted choice that nobody in America knows knows exactly what that is that is what that is the honest behind the zenith behind uh where we are today relative to nobody knowing who a local independent insurance agent is yeah. Bradley thoughts no I, I I agree 100% I think where people get confused is they think it's a carrier as far as yeah. consumers go right but I, I think when you when you put it on some of the local associations to push that, I think that's where things get right. get weird because you have fifty different people who are doing things fifty different ways. Correct. But, uh, Diane, so if I'm a you know kind of moving forward, if I'm a local independent agent that wants to get started in high net worth clients, mm-hmm. okay, it's I don't know that there's ever been Scott. I don't know if there's ever been a better time in the United States of America to go after personal lines clients than right now. Agreed. Everybody's rates are going up. Yep. Everybody's having renewal issues. Everybody's carriers decided they don't want to sell insurance ever again in, in the United in States California, of America. At least. <laughs> it, well, it, it seems like today at noon we're going to find out it's more than just California. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a podcast on that. <laughs> yes, we are. And so, A, how do I get started? What are some good steps to take to get started? And B, how can you guys help? It's a great question. A lot of it, yes, does come down to training and will pair to how we can help. But if you know, just anyone, if you're selling middle market or high net worth, there's a skill set you have to understand, especially if you're younger and getting started and you did not grow up in the wealth around you. You have to really think about how am I going to connect, build relationships with these individuals, and please have a ton of patience because you cannot approach a multimillionaire and expect in the matter of a month, they're going to give you their business right off the bat. But it's understanding this concept of value. We cannot, especially in today's market, sell on price. You know, and I just, I had this discussion with someone recently where, you know, she was talking about she's struggling with the the prices increasing each year on the renewals. And she keeps having to go back to the client on like why the home is going up. You know, so imagine someone newer trying to explain this. And this person had a couple of you know years in the industry. And they said to her, well, really, what's the difference in what you're selling from high net worth to middle market? Like, where's the value? And she said to me, well, with the high net worth carriers, they're getting this, you know, cash out option. And I said, okay, well, tell me what that means in people's terms. Well, they could rebuild the home elsewhere. They don't have to rebuild it on site. That's great. But then I asked her, I said, well, you're pushing that in the renewals, but does the client even care? 
Like if someone came to me and said, like, well, but Diane, you, your rate went up 3000 but you're getting cash out. Okay, cool. But I don't, I want to rebuild here. This is where I'm raising my children. So you have to take a step back and really understand the coverages first and design questions in people's terms of, you know, for me, it'd be, you know, Diane, what's most important for you to replace in your home and start. there. And I think that's where, you know, that's the best type of training is, is before the bad habits hit, especially when you're hiring some of these younger generations is, is trying to get them to like unlearn what they think they have to know this insurance jargon, which to me should completely go out the window. Yeah. I think what happens too, and I tell my sales team this all the time, A, don't just assume, I think this industry, a lot of times when people are say calling in for a quote, right? Especially on personal lines, we're just assuming they want a lower rate a lot of times. Absolutely. And a lot of times that's what it is, but or that's at least what maybe triggered the call, but there's some sort of secondary pain point as well. And I tell oh. my team to ask, Hey, what, what's got you shopping? Mm -hmm. Okay. They're almost always going to say price, looking for a lower price, looking around or whatever, and then follow that up with, are there any other reasons? Bradley, let me stop you right there. I completely agree with what you're saying. If you will take that question one more step, as David Carruthers says, the extra two minutes, you will usually find behind that it's, it's I'm calling because my rate went up. But also, every time I call over there to speak to somebody at the agency, I can't get anybody on the phone. Right. Or I had a claim last year and blah, blah, blah happened and I just wasn't gooey, hot, wet. There's something else happy you with can it. anchor yourself to. Right. My agent is a jerk, but I never get anybody on the phone. It right. takes forever to get an answer on it. The There's something else. Hey, look, Miss Johnson, here's your quote. Yeah, it's $2,000 a year higher, but I'm going to answer the phone every single time you call. Like there's something else you can anchor yourself to rather than just assuming price and then quoting and, and, you know, right. throwing everything else, you know, creating yeah. this big wake of quotes that you don't close right. because you're only focused on the price. Hey, Diane, I got a question. I got a couple questions for you. Number one, there are only about to my knowledge, and you are much more educated than I am on this, but just from the time Spencer and I have spent together. You know, there's three or four, maybe five people, people, companies, carriers in this game that we're in, that you're in, the high net worth game, the high net worth client game. Are those carriers open to, let's say Scott Howell has the horsepower to sell high net worth clients, which he does, but how hard is it going to be for Scott Howell to you know, I'm, a, I'm an hour, I'm, I'm, I'm two hours from my front door to downtown Broadway in Nashville. There's one or two high value clients in Nashville, Tennessee, one or Especially two. Especially in Brentwood. How hard would it be for Scott to get, to get contracts with this four or five carriers that are really the, the heavy hitters in high net worth? Yeah, you know, it all depends. And it really varies on the carrier. I can't speak to all of their appointment strategies, but, you know, they are going to want to look at things of, you know, how much of your book of business would be high net worth versus middle market. And, you know, what does the team look like? Do you have salespeople set up in place to help you do this? And, you know, fortunately, and I see this a lot with some of the younger companies that want to step into this, but are not really warranted a full appointment yet. They go through some of the wholesalers that are out there when they have their one or two clients that they're, they're meeting, they're trying to get their feet wet in the space and they go in that direction. So there's, there's a number of avenues. If he's not ready for a full appointment with I know carrier, he can definitely go through a wholesaler. 
hundred percent. Well, and and two, you just reminded me of a point that I that I like to make to customers, and I, I sort of equate high net worth to the middle market in this regard. When we talk to a lot of larger commercial accounts, our two commercial niches are trucking and habitational, similar to Scott. I tell clients minus all the trucking. minus the trucking thing. Uh, we like to make things difficult. <laughs> I tell clients all the time, look, here's the thing at, at your company size, or your portfolio size, there's only two or three companies that are going to be able to handle your risk yep. appropriately. Yep. You need to find the agent or agency that you think is best equipped to do that. You need to yep. shop the agent agency, not the carrier in a lot of cases. And it's the same with high net worth. I mean, I'm thinking about here on the, I'm, we live in a coastal area. I'm thinking about some of the high net worth homes we insure. And I mean, there may be only be two or three companies that can actually write a good policy on a house in Fairhope on the water that, you know, you as a customer, if you've got that good policy with a frontline or an openly or a chub or an AIG, you don't need to be playing too many games with that, with that carrier because you, you may end up somewhere else and then you, and then you're not properly protected. Bradley, I'll take it a step further than that. When I get a prospect that has a risk in an area that we don't ride in all the time, I will have my producers, I'm sorry, my, my agents, excuse me, Diane. Uh, <laughs> I will have them, I will text them the person I want them to call cell phone number and say, look, that happened last week, back to back days last week, Monday and Tuesday. And this was just a random occurrence. We had two people call our agency that had risks in California. Now we're licensed in California. We can sell insurance in California, but as of right now, as of today, <laughs> but we hardly have any appointments in California. So what I told both of them, as I said, here's Daniel Song's cell phone number, call, call Daniel. Actually, I gave him his office number. I said, call his office number. Don't call his cell phone, call his office number and get them to figure this out for us. I do that with Bradley from time to time. When we get a coastal risk, I'll call Bradley or have my, my people call Bradley and say, Hey, look, we're not down there. We don't do that every day. Let's give this to somebody else who's in that market because it needs to be written the right way. And either we don't have the appointments in that particular area, or we just don't have the lay of the land mm -hmm. relative to knowing what's best for the client. So let's just hand that to somebody else that does. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, I hate to, to, to walk away from business like that, but damn, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to try to put a square peg in a round hole. I'd rather somebody handle it that does it every single day. That's just and my I, feelings. I have two good points to that. One, I don't mean to offend you. I don't like the term agent either. I mean, if it was up to me, I prefer risk management advisor, but that's Ooh, a conversation. Right. You're right. Mm, you're I'm right. sorry. No, you're right. You're a thousand percent right. That's the other, like when I'm looking at the goal of, of PRMA here and we look at the membership base, I have, you know, all the high net worth carriers are involved in the membership. A lot of the independent agents are, a lot of the service providers. And this is supposed to be this one location you go to for education on like, every, we talked about captives before. Our membership doesn't understand captives. So in two weeks, we're bringing someone on to talk about captives. Like that's my goal is to get the education up in front. We also have this all member forum or collaborate where someone can go on, they could post anonymously or under their own name and say, look, I'm struggling with this account. It's located in XYZ location. I don't have access to carriers. These carriers declined it. Anyone have a solution for me? 
And that's going to 4,500 other members where someone's reading that in the morning and saying, yes, I, you know, try this carrier, give me a call on the side. And I think right now in the industry, when most of us are being faced with these challenges that you're exactly talking about, that's where PRMA offers this great solution to these independent agents of, yes, while we are all competitors, there's so much business out there. Let's uplift the category. Let's make sure our clients are protected. 100%. No doubt. I I got a question for you, and then we got to jump off this podcast here in a minute. If Scott wants to join the PRMA, how, how would somebody that's listening to this podcast that wants to join, that wants to be a part of the movement that you and you guys are putting together over there, how would they, how would they get in touch with you to do that? You can visit the private risk management.org webpage, and you can read about all that we're offering, but there's a become a member button on the right hand corner. And when you check out that page, it talks about the different membership levels on there. Um, my full team, including myself, we're listed on that page. A lot of the times I have these one-off discussions with you know agencies about what might be a great fit depending on the makeup of their organization. But easiest way, go check us out online. I also encourage you to follow us on LinkedIn, the Private Risk Management Association webpage. We're often posting a lot of the events that we have upcoming that we'd love to get you all involved in. And And last question I've got for you, for these agents out here. What, you know, you run across a high net worth per person, you, maybe you've got a cousin that's the family office person that says, Hey, I know you're an independent agent. Could you write insurance for, uh, you know, Tom Hanks or whoever, doesn't matter who it is. High net worth person, Warren Buffett, whatever. Scott Howell. Scott Howell. What's the biggest mistake you see these guys that don't do it every day Ooh, that's make? A good question. Like it, 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 Scott doesn't do it every day. He's not Spencer Holden. He doesn't have, you know, he didn't, he ain't been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. What's the biggest mistake you see them making? They ask for a deck page, which clients don't understand what that is. First two pages of your policy pages. And then they use that. And I hate the term quote, but to quote the business without any sort of conversation, assuming the previous broker did everything correctly. You use that as a guide, but you have to ask for the time and stop asking for a few minutes of someone's time. When you're talking about protecting their lifestyle and their assets that they've worked so hard to build, ask for the 30 minutes. But we're afraid as an industry because we don't think that we deserve it. But but let me interrupt you there real quick. When I, when you say ask for their time, guys, I don't want you to think you're going to get 30 minutes with Tom Hanks or Tom no. Cruise or the lead singer of uh, Name Any Band. You're not going to get time with that person. The person that you're going to get time for it with is typically in that family office setting. There's one person, maybe an agent, some type of representative that handles the insurance part for that person. So don't, you know, don't think you're going to get CFO. Yeah, maybe the CFO of the family office. Am, am I right about that, Diane? Yeah, a lot of times it's a property manager that you're getting that handles it. And, and really, it's, right. and you just talked about, I know we don't have any time for this, but it's customizing what you're saying. If your job is to make that property manager look good, while they're helping the Hank family up, you know, maintain their lifestyle, it's sure they're going to work together to make sure everything we have in place is designed to best protect the family. Right. So we wrote our first, I guess, high net worth individual uh, six months ago. And it was an actor that is in Hollywood that has done movies and always sunny in Philadelphia, been on there a few times. 
You put them with Matt Jen, right? I put them with Geico, actually, <laughs> uh, which was written through uh, Traveler. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking, guy. Uh, no, we, <laughs> no, we ended up writing them through openly, openly seemed to have the best rate at, uh, for the area in Ohio where they were purchasing a house. But I did find that process to be very interesting. The way that we worked that deal, uh, was very interesting and very time consuming but I am very interested in learning more from you. So I, I wanted to specifically ask for all your information, Diane, so that I could reach out to you. Yeah. Do you want to write well, out? Well, I should say, well, you get, you gave it to me. I just wanted to, the overreaching how I could and how these other agents could be part of the PRMA. I said you, I should have meant the actual PRMA <laughs> itself. So yes. um, I'll, I'll be looking into that along with a lot of other agents probably listening, because Bradley, I'm going to tell you something. I know a lot of agents out there that are listening to this podcast right now. And whether from a self-confidence standpoint, they think they can or not, they could probably make some hay in the private client world. You know, a lot of them could, and they just, they just didn't know how to kind of go about doing that. But Diane, I appreciate your time today. It's always a pleasure to speak to any friend of Spencer's. Any friend of his is a friend of mine. I really do appreciate your time. I hope that myself and some other agents listening to this will get more involved with the PRMA so that we can maybe uh, start writing more private client business. And you know as well as I do, if you ever hear Spencer talk about the size of their agency versus the staff they have writing private client, you'll be running to the PRMA side to, to join up and get a, you be a part of this. And I, Bradley, I'm going to tell you the other thing, and I know we got to go. I believe, and you said it when we jumped on this podcast, the private client segment you would think would be more insulated in terms of people – and their longevity of staying with your agency. You know, these people have money. Rate increase isn't going to be as probably as significant to them, more than likely. There's only a few carriers that ride it, so it's not like you can just, you know, oh, well, I'll just cancel my insurance and go somewhere else. Well, that's funny because we just quoted it with all four of the private client places that you could quote it with. So where are you going to go, big boy? You see what I'm saying? It just, to me, it seems like a much more stable book of business. As long as you're doing a good job. As as long as you're doing a good job and you've got great people behind you doing the, the, the work behind the scenes to get them what they want and to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And as you led this podcast, Diane, you said it best. I wrote this down. You've got to really understand the coverages and what their needs are. And if you can do all of what I just mentioned, you know, you may keep a Tom Hanks, a Tom Cruise, uh, post Malone's insurance for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, right. Post Malone probably has a few liability issues. <laughs> at his house. I don't know. I was hoping you would said Shining Tatum, but that's fine. Shining Tatum. Grew up in Coleman, Alabama. I'm going to call him when we get off this podcast and write all his insurance. Did you know he grew up in Coleman? 
I did. When she said it, I was looking at you, waiting, waiting, waiting on you to bring it up. <laughs> so Ch Channing, Channing Tatum grew up about uh, 20 miles from where I lived in Pine Ridge. He grew up in Coleman. I believe he moved from Coleman uh, ninth, eighth or ninth grade. His family moved, and I can't remember from the biography on him where they moved from there, maybe Texas or somewhere. But, yeah, he grew up right down the road from me for a long, long time when he was growing up. So, guys, you were, you were listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and as I end every episode, get your ass out from behind that desk today. Stop doing TPS reports. Stop looking at your damn scorecard bonus or whatever other bullshit you're looking at. Go out into the big, bad world. Create relationships. Become the mayor of the town that you live in. I don't care if you've got to start repairing watches and figuring out who to call to get somebody somebody's tax return back. Do whatever you have to do to become the mayor of your village. Write good insurance for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Diane. Diane, we, we love you too. And tell Spencer I said hello. And uh, I I'll, I'll see him again, uh, hopefully real soon. But guys, you were listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family. And we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.